What is up, everybody? Hope everyone is having a good Wednesday afternoon so far. Today is December 5th. I am Jack Bushman here with my partner and good buddy, Eric Moneybags Her Moneybags, how are you doing today? Doing all right, doing all right. How about yourself? Doing well. Still, unfortunately, frustrated with the Hawks play. Last time we talked was last Thursday, about a week ago now. And unfortunately, the losing just keeps on coming. It's, it seems to be raining down on the Blackhawks right now, Bags. Yeah, not looking too good. Yeah, the, the Blackhawks. Uh, Sorry, keep going. Just, just not putting together a full 60 minutes. That's what's going on. Yeah, it continues to kill the Hawks. The Blackhawks, unfortunately, lost both games on their recent road trip, losing 6-5 in Winnipeg and 5-2 in Nashville. We talked about how those were going to be some big games, then obviously the tough game Sunday uh, at home against Calgary. Hawks were plagued by the same problems that killed them all season long, not playing full 60 minutes, as you said, uh, playing bad early on in the game in the first period and early really in all periods. Uh, Blackhawks got dominated early in every period against the Jets. Hawks continuously got behind. They're unable to really complete any comeback in that game because the deficit was just too large. The defense – once again, nowhere near good enough. And mm-hmm. that game against uh, Winnipeg, and really in every game, we saw it from all the lines and pairings, just not back-checking, not good enough defensive zone coverage. And it's really showing right now because every game, it just seems like we cannot stop the other team's offense. Yep, there's no improving with our current state of our defense. I mean, they, you know, you could score four or five goals, but when you're giving up six, seven goals, you know, it's loss. And it's not looking it's like it's going to be turning around anytime soon. Yeah, hopefully when Connor Murphy gets back, something will at least go right defensively. He'll be, the only, he'll be the only person that will clear people out of the front of the net. <laughs> no one makes any effort. It's so no, sad. Everyone's Why? so soft. Why is everyone just stick checking out? No one is bullying anybody in front of the net. We don't have any agitators really besides Manning who's terrible so it's it's frustrating to watch but it's not only the defensemen we see it off the rush the forwards are just taking the wrong men there's really no effort to help out the goaltender whether it's Crawford or Ward they've both been good but you look at their numbers and it looks terrible (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all thanks to defensive zone coverage yeah it happens Every night, it's really frustrating to watch at this point. I sound like a broken record. I mean, like, we say it every time we have an episode of this podcast. It's the same thing every time. Uh, Finally, though, against the Jets, we saw something that we haven't seen very often this season, which was some depth scoring. Uh, We saw Hawks score five goals on the night that uh, were scored by Kruger, Hayden, Ruda, Cahoon, and Anisimov. But, of course, it comes another game where the Hawks defensively look like the absolute worst team in the league. Yep. You know, it's exactly. It's just getting old, and and there's there's no uh, – it's not looking better. I mean, we're just going to have to suffer through it. They've tried everything, you know, different combinations. It's all the same result. Yeah, it's uh... – <laughs> It's downhill and real fast, real rapid right now. It's mm-hmm. it's got to stop. It's got to stop soon. It's got to stop because it doesn't get any easier. You know, we play in a tough right. division. No, no games are going to be gimmies at this point with the Blackhawks. You know, mm-hmm. there's not really a game with this roster that you sit down and look at and you say, "All right, well, we should win that one." <laughs> because right. you can say that all you want, but the effort and the hustle it hasn't been there against anybody. And you'll get beat playing any team like that in the NHL. You know, every team's competitive. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think as a fan, there's not one game where I could say we'll confidently win. I mean, even <laughs> against the Ducks, I'm just not. It's not, not looking like good. Gonna happen, you know? They're not. Yeah, they're they're solid. They're a solid home team. They, you know, they have a good penalty kill, 13th in the league. They don't really score uh, very many goals, but they've gotten great goaltending this year from mm-hmm. John Gibson. He only has a 10-8-4 record, but he posts a 9-27 save percentage. And the Ducks, they allow on average 35.7 shots on goal per game, which is the second okay. most in the league. So, you know, hit that hit that Bavada and put some money down on the shots on goal the Hawks are going to get tonight because the Ducks allow a ton of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> but, yeah, so Gibson's had a very solid season. Uh, that hasn't been a problem for the Ducks. They haven't been all too good offensively, but they've been solid at home. 
So the Blackhawks, who have lost nine of ten on the road now, which oh, is terrible, they are one five and one on the road under Jeremy Colleton. They have a tough test once again on the road tonight, uh, later at nine thirty in Anaheim. Looking back now at the Nashville game was the Blackhawks' most recent road game. We saw same old problems deteriorate the Hawks once again. Four minutes eleven seconds into the game, the Blackhawks were down three nothing. <laughs> that just kills anything you have, and they're not going to come back from that. No, they didn't. They managed to score but, two goals in the game. So right there, that, that's you know that's the game. <laughs> but you know it's crazy because I mean they they tightened it up after that, and it sucks that it happens after just a pounding in the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. of the game. You know, and then I mean that's all that's. So they they added an empty netter, I think, but I think yeah, they held awesome, them without awesome a goal. Had an empty netter. No, yeah, so like awesome, the awesome second netter. and third periods were awesome. It's just, I mean, when you have that shitty of a first period, the, they were good. You know, yeah, you just it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, play especially game. playing in Nashville, which is arguably one of the hardest arenas to play in. Yeah, I mean, Cam Ward was just getting shat on by the crowd with that chance. And they like it was just right after each other. I know, you know they like, were just laying into him. I felt so fin- bad. Their crowd chant would finish, and then the announcer would announce <laughs> the second goal, and then just railed again. There it is, <laughs> three nothing. Yeah, it was the sixth game in a row. The Hawks got out to a first period deficit and allowed the first goal of the game. Yeah. As I said, the Blackhawks they managed to score just two goals in this game. So the three goals just four minutes into the game just about sealed the deal on this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And looking back on the four goals the Predators scored, the fifth one was the Austin Watson empty netter. Three of them were the plays Hawks shot themselves in the foot. And I hate breaking down these goals on this podcast because mm-hmm. I say it again like every episode, but the same problems night in, night out. When you look at the first goal the night, Kevin Fiala, it, it wasn't anything special about the play. The puck was worked to the blue line. Matt Irwin throws the puck on net. It's a two-on-two in front of the net, but <laughs> Eric Gustafson just stands there. He was in position to defend the play, but he doesn't take the body on Fiala. He just tries to stick check him, and he gets bodied out of position. Fiala puts the rebound home. It's past Crawford, one nothing, two minutes in on the road. Yeah, it's just Gustafson's just such a front. This was a player. bad Gustafson game. I mean, yeah, it was. It was. It's you want to like him, and then he just he just stands around and <laughs> tries to sweep with his stick, and then just gets totally outworked physically. And just gives up the positioning in front of the net on just pretty much anything. You just watch him. He just has no physicality. To he him has no physicality to his game at all. We continuously play the which Eric Gustafson will we see tonight game. Mm-hmm. This time we, we bit the bullet with Gust for sure against Nashville. The third goal in two minutes was another case of Gustafson being way too soft in front of his own net. Forsling took Fiala behind the net for uh, to defend the wraparound. And when this happens... That means Gustafson, the other defenseman, has got to hold down the fort in front of the net. Instead, he just watches Fiala work his way to the front of the net, does nothing about it. And Johansson yep. burns him back door, bam, 3 nothing. Yeah, that was a nice play. Nice pass, but, yep, just – He literally got forced back door. He just stood yeah. there and watched. Yep. I feel bad for Cam Ward. I'm sorry. Cam yeah, he got <laughs> hung out to that game. Yeah, the first I mean... period was brutal. And then they, they killed most of that penalty off, which was surprising. They yeah, I know. They killed off most of it, but Craig Smith was. Yeah. Craig Smith was able it. to, yeah, snipe that one. Not much Just anyone could really do on that. that. They, need a, they need to do a better job at blocking shots in front of that for sure. That one got through two screens. And that Ward had no chance. Yeah. So, once again, we saw Ward allow four goals in the first period, but he's not pulled because none of them you can really say are his fault. Looking at the second mm-hmm. goal. Uh, I don't know if you remember specifically, but Seaver just fans on the clear. Oh, my God. <laughs> fans on the on clear. His, Craig Smith writes a 12-minute. Right? Yes, it was, it was on his forehead. Yeah, it was on his strong side. He just, he just fans on it. I mean, Leaves it right to Craig Smith and Tolman, oh, and he just roofs the backhander for his first NHL goal. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, Seabrook, <laughs> Seabrook, Seabrook. Yeah, no. Murphy needs to get back and get his minutes down. It's terrible. Yeah, Seabrook. Cannot be playing like 15, 16, 17 minutes a game. That's sad to say, though. I know. He's 32. 33, 33. 33. I mean, come on. I know. You should still, I know he's played a lot of hockey, but you should still have some left in the tank. He just looks. 
<laughs> like, there's no other I way mean, to put it. I'm sorry, but like, he's just not physical, and that's his best attribute is his size. But he doesn't use it. Yeah, he I mean, used he to just, play that physical just... game and just be gritty in front of the net and actually check people. And I don't know the last time I saw Seabrook lay a hit. It might have been on Davis David Backus three four years ago, to be honest. Right, wakey wakey. <laughs> yeah, where's that guy at? I mean, that's the thing. Like, as, as you get older, you got to take a misconduct to get yourself going, like Duncan Keith. If you got to take a misconduct to get yourself doing, so be it. This team's terrible right now. I know. You do I mean, what you got to do to get yourself back exactly. into this game. Exactly. You got to get some, something. No one looks going. like they gives a damn. It's really no. sad to see. This is like the most frustrating hockey I've ever watched this team play. Alex DeBrincat had to come in and fight on that scrum. Who was that? That was awesome. That was Keith. awesome to see. The Brinkett a... drops the gloves with Matt Irwin. I actually yeah. Matt Irwin six one two oh seven, and Brinsky's getting in there. Love it, absolutely love it. It's literally me it. duking it out with a grown man. That's literally what's going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Matt Irwin, he's a rugged defenseman, but I know. He's, the he's boys were pissed. Boy. Yeah, Keith was pissed. Yeah, Mika like, Salamaki, he did he did he lay will... into him. I, I mean, yeah. It was a he questionable like a hit. Bonehead that game, Mika he did. He, he was being like an absolute bonehead. <laughs> what was that other play? He was running all over the place. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's trying to. I remember he did something else, and I'm just thinking, what is this bonehead doing out there tonight? He got the pile driver from Duncan Key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like the hit wasn't terrible, but. We know Duncan Keith. He's got a little bit of a temper to him. It for sure with, should have been a penalty, though. With the, with the year he's had, I wasn't surprised to see him absolutely make a run at Salamaki. Should have clubbed him first. <laughs> the stick. Jeff Carter style. Oh, boy. The five, I remember that play like it was yesterday. Uh, no. Duncan Keith goes to, pick up his, <laughs> goes to pick up his glove, and Jeff Carter, like, gives him the little slash. And Keith. He just whacks him right on the face. Uh, right in the mouth. <laughs> that was funny. Worth it, though. We won the yes. game he was suspended for, so that's okay. Yeah. That was funny, but yeah. So, Keith misconduct led to that lengthy national power play. Hawks penalty kill performed actually pretty well during that kill. Mm. Saad, Saad wound up with a shorty, which was, you know, the momentum. Yeah. I thought the Hawks were going to need to maybe boost a comeback, but once again – Penalty kill finds a way to kill all the momentum. Martinson took a terrible penalty at the oh, end. Yeah. yeah, he took that terrible high-sticking penalty oh, on Kevin yeah. Fiala. That, yeah. ad, that added time and gave the Predators five-on-three. Five yeah. So that's just more time. Off, yeah, but... you know, with a terrible penalty kill, you can't be taking that penalty already down seven minutes or whatever it was. Right. Oh, yeah, when I saw that up there, I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. I think that penalty ultimately led to Martinson being scratched against Calgary on Sunday because that was a bad one. It killed all Hawks' momentum. Stupid. Saad, yeah. that was a nice, another nice finesse move by Brandon Saad. Man, he's been awesome lately. He's been so good and still snake-bitten. I yes, mean, he hits, awful. Hits he's the had post. hit at least 10 posts this year. It's awful. He hits he so post many posts. Game, yeah. Who's unluckier than him? I swear to God, no one. I don't know. He finally has the fishbowl off. Oh, I don't know if you Does saw he? that on Twitter. Yeah, he's without the fishbowl. <laughs> oh, so, boy. <laughs> back without the cage. Maybe maybe he'll just he start need... wearing it for shits and gigs. He was playing pretty well with it. <laughs> he needs to bring back that flowy head. I mean, yes. He needs to bring back that three-stripe mullet. Oh, Sad's mullet was nasty, too. He had boys. the curls. Those yeah. were dirty. I love those curls. That was a mean head of hair. But the last time we saw uh, the Hawks and the Ducks play was actually the game where Brandon Sad started getting it going. He scored his first goal of the season on that power play goal where he got it down low and turned his back to the net and stuffed it home. That, that, oh, yeah. was, that was the first game where we really saw Saad get his groove back. So hopefully he'll be able to continue to play well against the Ducks. He ended up with the empty netter in that game as well. So those were his first two goals of the season. Good to see Saad, man. He has been arguably yeah, our best forward. It. He has. He's I been mean, producing more no than doubt. anybody. Drives the net. He's got that um, the confidence back, which is nice. I mean, he's he's got that deceptive speed too. I love when he comes down the wing. And I know like uses turns his size his back and then just turns the burners on and gets that leverage on him. Pretty much, I him mean, and Taze are the only two guys that can needs, do that. He just needs to do that. I mean, you're gonna draw a penalty, second chance opportunity, or the puck's gonna find its way in. But that's, I mean, that's the grease the Hawks need. I mean, we can't – we're not sniping goals like we used to. You know, we're not getting the puck at the high slot and just being able to rip one top shelf. It's We just got to clean up some garbage and 
get pucks on that. I mean, we're not the same team we used to be, and that's how we're going to have to score goals. It's just facts of the matter. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this stat on Twitter the other day, actually. The Blackhawks take uh, the least uh, amount of shots from the slot in the NHL, the fewest percentage of the Blackhawks' shots, or fewest percent of shots on goal from the slot. Yeah. The Hawks have the fewest. They, t- they pass <laughs> up on a lot of opportunities to make the I know. Pass. They they need to just get back to the bread and butter, just put the puck on net. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the power play. It's terrible. I hate the power play. I it's awful. It. It's awful. I'd... It's so frustrating to watch. I know. I hate the drop back entry. It's just, I mean, you got two guys going full speed, but then the three guys are just standing still. Yeah, I mean, no, you, everyone's I just standing like still just, at the blue line. You just need to get all five guys going. Yeah. Just dump and chase. Have everyone have some momentum into the zone. Go get the puck with some tenacity. I know. I'm just surprised never they it. haven't changed that up for the past two years. They've been doing that <laughs> stupid shit. And they've had the worst freaking power play. I know. We haven't been good since the first year with Panarin. Oh, I'd rather just be five on five. Just be like, <laughs> that's fine. You know. 12.5%. Absolute <sighs> worst. In the NHL, and out of it's, 100 it's power really plays, bad. you're gonna score 12 and a half. Like yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Awful. That's awful. And <laughs> before we saw that power play goal scored by Strom, which <clears throat> wasn't even really a power play goal. I mean, it was on the power play, but it was just it was a stretch pass. Rush. Yeah, it was a stretch yeah. pass off the rush. It wasn't off a setup. But before that, Hawks were uh, over their last 12 on the power God. play for the, uh, in their previous six games. They hadn't scored a power play goal since November 18th against the Wild. Wow. Before the Dylan Strom goal on Sunday. That was the last power play goal. They didn't score a power play goal for two weeks. <laughs> it's brutal. bad. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, uh, before, we had as many shorthanded goals as we did power play goals during that stretch with Brandon Saad's shorthanded goal. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. But, of course, after, sh- after Saad's shorthanded goal, Craig Smith has the snipe, and that's pretty much the dagger in the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one, that one flattened all the momentum. Yeah, the power play uh, had some opportunities in the third period. Uh, they had a power play. Austin Watson took a penalty, but they are unable to get any momentum, of course, while they were down two. Both units cost the Blackhawks in that game, and it was another tough loss for the Blackhawks. Ten of their last 11 road games they have lost. Oh, man. <laughs> Besides the just... comeback win against the Panthers, where DeBrinckit tied it with .8 seconds left. Oh, my God. The la- so guess that when, guess when the last wild. road win for the Blackhawks was besides that? Let's see. Oh, it, boy. I here's a hint. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. October 20th. Wow. October 20th, 4-1 to in Columbus. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was the last road win we had in regulation. How sad. October 20th. That was before Halloween. That was the seventh game of the season. How sad. And that's when we started off really good. And we're like, okay. Yes. It was 6-2-2 to start off the year, I think, right? Yes, 6-2-2. We're 3-12-3 and three since. Oh, boy. We've lost 15 of 18 hockey games. This is the worst hockey we've ever watched. This is where you need that, that meme of just the photograph of Spider-Man in bed and, like, the old 2015-2013 <laughs> teams. Oh. oh, man. I miss that. Blackhawks had just one road win in the entire month of November, and it almost didn't happen. Yeah. That's how bad the Hawks abandoned their opponents' buildings this year, especially under Jeremy Colleton. They're 1-5-1 and one on the road with Colleton so far. So something needs to change before tonight's game against Anaheim or it's going to keep trending in the wrong direction. And it doesn't get any easier. Hawks, tomorrow night, they play in Vegas. Vegas yeah. has been very good at home this year. Yep, so. they, uh, they won last night, lost me five bucks. God damn it, Capitals. <laughs> the Capitals were – or uh, Vegas had the odds to win. So I'm like, okay, maybe the Cavs can do something. But, yeah, they've been they've been on a roll, and they've been – They've been playing well we saw last year. Cody They're Eakin, fine. 11 goals. Cody freaking Eakin. More That's than crazy. Taser. 
No, Taze has 12. Taze has 12. Oh, Taze is 12. Okay. I thought Taze had 10 for some reason. No, Taze has got Still, 12. Cody but, Eakin. Yeah, Cody Eakin's been producing well. Ryan Reeves has six yeah. goals. He's been playing like a beast. He's got some power play you time. You are a bad man. I love that. Oh, my That's God. great. Reeves is awesome. I love watching him light up Tom Wilson last night. Yes. I don't care how late it was. I hate Tom Wilson. I hate him. I can't stand him. Yeah, he, he plays with an edge and doesn't know when to stop. I love Ryan Reeves, though. I never had a problem. Ryan Reeves, yeah, no. Um, I mean, I always liked the way he played. And He was annoying to play against. Yeah, That's just the exactly. style he was. You hate playing against him. But now that he's not on the Blues anymore, I could actually say it's fun watching Ryan Reeves play. And right. Just, play a physical game. Tom Wilson, he deserves some licks, I'll tell you that much. And he's not – the thing about Tom Wilson, he's not bad at all. Like I was saying, I think, like a week ago in our group chat maybe, it was like he he's going to be like not the Brad Marchand type player, but like he's going to be their coach or like realize that he has that offensive skill where he doesn't need to play that way anymore. Like he's 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 got that skill where, I mean, he's over a point of game player since he got back. So, yeah, I mean, no, he doesn't have to play like a dickhead. He's a weapon. He's an offensive weapon. I hate but, the hits he makes. That, yeah. Mm, he frustrates me. I really wanted him to get suspended for that hit on Marsha So in the playoffs last year. That hit, yeah, a lot a of people hit. didn't think it was a bad hit, but I thought that was a really bad late hit. It reminded me, honestly, of the Scott Stevens and the uh, – Paul Korea. Paul Korea hit. Yes, that honestly reminded me of that hit. The way he came cross ice, super late, head just bounces yeah. off the ice. Oh, Tom Wilson, he frustrates me. But uh, Vegas, they've been playing well lately, and we saw how uh, that game went last time the two teams played a week ago. Yep. The Hawks got dubbed on their own ice, eight to three. That was embarrassing. So it doesn't get any easier for the Hawks. They got to figure it out. Right now, they're nine points out of a playoff spot. About five or six teams are ahead of them right now, and it's heading in the wrong direction. you got to put a halt to this right now before the season's lost. We talked about this last episode. Mm-hmm. This is the time where you can still turn it around, but, you know, I don't, I don't think it's happening. I've, no. I've accepted it. As long as the Blues are doing worse than us, I'm, I'm happy. That's bottom line. we got three games on them right now. That's really the only reason we're still ahead of oh, them. Oh, okay, yeah. But, they, yeah, they, they're they two points behind us right now. Lose Probably for Hughes. Lose for Hughes, yeah. I'm all in for that. We could could use that real bad. Any, any help defensively would help right now. It's just yeah. terrible. Taking applications. Looking back now at the Sunday night loss against the Calgary Flames. Flames are the best team in the Pacific right now. So, Hawks, they had no cakewalk once again, but they were – Back home, it was the back end of a back-to-back, but the Blackhawks, they knew what they had to do. They had to put the tough tough road losses behind them and get two points at home against a solid team. But just like every game recently, it did not go to plan. <laughs> Once nope. again, the Hawks allowed the first goal of the game, seventh straight game, that happened. And even on home ice, it didn't get any better. The Hawks came out and they got dominated in the first period. They got outshot 18-6 to in the first period, even though it was tied 1-1, to 18-6. Not the start you're looking for. Yeah, no, especially in your own building. Fans aren't exactly excited. And just, they failed. Yeah, just they failed bad, to. Bad, bad. Yeah. Failed to get the tide turning in the right direction, really. The Flames, they got the first goal from Monahan off the rush. If you go back, you look at this goal. All three forwards, Taze, Perlini, and Saad, they failed to get back and do anything defensively. They all got caught flat-footed. This play was just a basic rush from the Flames. It starts from Hamnick, makes makes a stretch pass into the zone, and the Hawks, all of a sudden, they're getting beat four on two. It's like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing anything. And it was frustrating to see Perlini getting a chance to play on that top line with Taysen Saad just not be noticeable at all as he has been in the four games he's played for the Hawks. He has just one shot on goal in four games, and he's a minus five. Yeah, I mean... I haven't been too big. I mean, there's little plays where it's you can early. see it's where you can games. turn on the Jets. Yeah, and I think he's in the doghouse now because he's got like <laughs> six oh eight. Yeah, six oh eight of ice time last game. Yeah, so. he was without a shot on goal. He is without a shot on goal in his last fifty one shifts now, <laughs> stretching three games. That's crazy to think. Yeah, I know. This... Fifty one times around the ice, you can't put the puck on that. Not once. <laughs> I'd like to see him on the power play, though. Like, they haven't given him a chance on the power play. I think he could be 
like up up. I guess I don't know. He's a big body. Would you want him in front or on one of the wings? I mean, I'd he's want got him a good in front shot. Of that, probably. Yeah. He's got some. He's got some size. You could enter the zone with some speed. Yeah, and size. Yes, I know. We don't have enough of that. We speed have guys like Kane, the Brinkett, trying to carry the puck in the zone. Who they're just a body check away from losing the puck. You know. And that's what people are doing. They're standing the Hawks up at the blue line and playing physically yeah, because they know they know the yeah, they know they're not gonna dump and go get it because that's not the Hawks game. So it's yeah. it's frustrating and discouraging to see Perlini giving such a poor effort on his back check that allowed uh the Flames to have that odd man rush uh, on the first goal of the game. Taze and Perlini really were the two culprits of playing poor defense on that one. But uh, Taze did make up for it, was shot out of a cannon, as Pat Foley yeah. would emphatically say, to beat Mike Smith in a vintage Jonathan Taze goal for his 12th of the year to tie it up. At one, we saw Taze blow by Noah Hannafin to create that breakaway and made no mistake about it. So it's good to see Taze's offense. Nice. His offense has been awesome this year. Uh, uh-huh. It's just unfortunate that his bounce-back season has to come in this poor of a season right now. Right. Yeah, right. he's got 22 Day points. Day late and a dollar short. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. This would have been nice to see two years ago. But Taze has 12 goals and 22 points through 28 games now after scoring just 20 and 21 goals in the past two seasons. But I never thought I'd really say this, but his defense needs to improve. I never really thought I'd say that about Jonathan Taze, but he looked sluggish on that back check uh, that mm-hmm. allowed the first of the game for the flames. And then he actually made the defensive zone turnover that wound up being the flames second goal of the game on the power play. So Taze, uh, there's been a couple instances where I've just seen him on the back check, not be playing the 200 foot game that we're used to him playing. And maybe it's because he's trying to jump in on the rush and create more offensively. I'm not sure what it is, but right now this team's allowing five, six goals a night pretty much. And we need him playing better end zone defense and being a better leader defensively for this team. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny too watching at the end of every game. You know, reporters go to Taze. Yeah, they go to Taze. Same thing every time. He's so frustrated. You could tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's not much you can do with this team. Yeah, I it's mean, it's a really frustrating. He's point. running. He's running out of things to say. To the media after the game, so they come like, to him every game. I know. So why do we lose? It's like I don't friggin' know, dude. <laughs> I'm trying, but they need to give a better effort. Honestly, they need to give a 60 minute effort, a 200 foot effort. You need to outwork the other team. They haven't outworked anybody. I know they need that first goal. I mean, they really need a badly. strong first period where they go with the lead. They or need they special teams. The yeah. they, yes, they need to play. That's a huge key tonight's game in Anaheim. You need that first goal. We haven't seen the first goal since the 18th of November against Minnesota. It's been seven games now. That needs to change tonight. I don't care what you have to do to get the first goal. You got to get it. You got to at some point get a lead, and you got to play better in special teams. Special teams has killed Blackhawks every night. I know. They're so annoying and so bad and anything. It's just. Both units just continuously kill the momentum, whether it's. The power play, getting literally nothing done. They just right. dump the puck clear, dump the puck clear. And they get zero shots on goal, or whether it's the penalty kill allowing, you know, time uh, untimely goals. We saw, you know, that against Calgary Sunday. They allowed two goals in a minute and a half span. Chris uh, Kunitz, baby. Oh, man. We saw, yeah, we saw Kunitz take uh, the second game misconduct for the Blackhawks in as many nights. That was a bad, bad elbow, and it was very costly and untimely and a penalty kill that's in the bottom five of the league does not need to be out there for five-plus minutes and back-to-back no. nights. And while it it didn't, per se, kill the Hawks in Nashville, Craig Smith did wind up scoring a power play goal, but they killed off most of that seven-minute kill. Mm-hmm. Sunday against Calgary, it killed them. We saw, yeah. as I talked about just a minute ago, Jonathan Tays had a terrible turnover in uh, in his own zone where it looked like the Blackhawks were going to come out uh, of their own zone with some speed. Instead, Taze turns it over. Brandon Manning gets caught up too high on the half wall, and the Flames, all of a sudden, they have numbers in front of the net, and Lindholm ends up with the goal. So we, we saw turnovers, poor positioning, and puck watching all on one play mm-hmm. leading to the Flames' power play goal. And then just a minute and a half later, Derek Ryan scores uh, what winds up being the game-winning goal 
And on a five-minute power play, the Flames get two goals, and Blackhawks only scored two goals on the night. So, bam, that's the game right there. Right. Un- untimely penalties and discipline has been killing the Hawks lately. The discipline has been poor, especially from players who spend a lot of time on the penalty kill, like Keith and Kunitz. Those are guys <laughs> you can't only lose for the game, but we can't lose for said penalty kill. I know. I think that's probably Chris Kunitz's last game for a while. Yeah, no, I think uh, it's safe to say he'll probably be out of the lineup tonight. Uh, I assume John Hayden will be back in. As we are recording this right now, I just checked um, the Blackhawks' uh, Twitter account to see what the rushes were like in practice. They weren't having line rushes in practice this morning. Instead, they were working just on the penalty kill and the power play. So Good. We're, yeah, we need that right now. We have the worst special teams unit in the league. Um, but they didn't give off lines, so we're not sure exactly as of right now who's going to be in the lineup and who's not, but I think it's safe to say Kunitz will not be in the lineup tonight. We do know Corey Crawford will be in that, though. We did see that. Uh-huh. I'll be a little disappointed, too, if they scratch Perlini. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hope they don't scratch Perlini. I mean, just – and I or, saw this I, from I think, Arizona fans. I think I read like that he's a very streaky player too. That's what's frustrating. Like there's times where he'll turn it on and he'll start a little streak of a few games and then just disappear for a while. But we need consistency. I mean, you can't take that speed and size out of lineup. No, know? you can't. Um, it is tough though. I mean, he was clearly sitting in the doghouse. He only had three second period shifts and one shift in the third period. So yeah, that's not looking good, but it's either. Uh, so I am going to go ahead and assume Hayden's going to come back into the lineup for. Was it, wasn't there something that Hayden either had to be sent down to Rockford? Yes. The other day. Um, what was that? I think it was that if he's not sent down, it might've been for the expansion draft. That might have been what they were talking about. If it's like, it? huh. actually, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, but I know I did see it too. There's John something Hayden was weird. Like, yeah. Going to be sent down to Rockford. Oh, I forget. It was something weird. But yeah. I'd assume. Uh, oh, that's what it was. It was uh, his waiver exemption status. Okay. So it was either um, he gets sent down to Rockford today, and he'll be waiver exempt. Waiver exempt. So like. He won't have to go on waiver if we send him down. But now that he's staying up with the Blackhawks, if the Hawks want to send him down to Rockford, he has to go through wait. He has to clear waivers, so that means he gets a shot to be picked up by any team, which I guess would kind of suck. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Hayden's probably here to stay. I, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been nope. a little bit inconsistent, but. There's yeah, there's games where he looks really good, and then games games where he fall yeah he falls flat there. but. I, I think I, think I just think I just team. think losing him for yeah I think losing him for nothing would kind of be pointless. Right? No, he's yeah maybe trade. I don't know. And that's the thing with the team. It's so, it's so hard, hard to judge the players because the team is just inconsistent. There's nights where everyone right? looks good, and there's nights where nobody looks good, and then you trade guys, and then all of a sudden they look good, and everybody goes, "Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> They're right. playing good here. What the hell?" And then it's like, well, it doesn't. He's not going to play good if the players around him aren't playing well. You know. Right. You can you can be having yourself a game, but if your two line mates are playing terrible, you're probably not going to create much as a group. You're, you're not Connor McDavid. You can't just blow by <laughs> blow right. by everybody and create your own opportunities. So, I, I'm going to say Hayden's going to be back in the lineup tonight. Martinson, it's either well, two of the three have to play. Uh, Martinson, Fortan, or I, I'm going to throw Perlini in there because he was in the doghouse. Yeah, uh, Fortan really didn't create much in his last game, but I do like his speed on. The bottom I six because like he can create he can he can create breakaways and yeah. we need all the offensive awareness and <laughs> offensive I, ability we can get right now. I've been I've been pretty pumped about our bottom guys. I've been playing good lately. Yeah, Cahoon, Camp, they've been playing. Yeah, Eastmall's been playing awesome. Yeah, I guess which is something robbed by Mike. Smith. I wasn't sure I was ever going to say again because it was like a week and a half ago. I was <laughs> I was tweeting. You know, Artem Isimov, he's the next guy that's got to go. He's making four and a half million. He's the fourth line center. <laughs> Can't be doing yeah, that. He's one of those but players. All of a sudden, it's like, like right when I right when I tweeted that, he just flipped the switch. And in his last seven games, he's been playing very well. He's got three goals, uh, two assists. He's a plus two, 16 wow. shots on goal. And 
he could have had uh, his fourth goal easily, but Mike Smith had that toe save to rob him late in the third, which of course we're not able to bury. Yeah, exactly. Just another thing to add to the list of examples firsthand that make you (laughs) that are symbolic to the Blackhawks season. So, yeah, uh, it's good to see Anisimov playing well. That's good yeah. to see. He's been playing well. Him, Camp, and Cahoon, I can't have complaints about them right now. Right. They've been they've been solid together. I yeah. Mean, they've been our only arguably consistent line in the past handful of games. Yeah. Strom, Cat, and uh, Kane have not been good defensively at all. So, right. Colleton's been kind of shying away from putting those guys together on the ice for too much time. They had a minus four. I think, yeah, they were minus four each against Winnipeg. That was terrible. Yeah. So, uh, whoever gets thrown into the bottom six tonight, whether it is Martinson, Fortan, or Perlini, uh, they got to show some effectiveness because the Hawks need the depth scoring we saw against Winnipeg come in a game where they play well defensively, and that just has not happened yet. Right. And we just we just need that one line where I just missed that Panarin line. You knew just every time I stepped out there. They, they were the best line in hockey. Mm-hmm. We just have no line we can really rely on, which kind of sucks. I mean, I'd like to think that that Kane Kane line would yes. be going one game and have like one of those like three four point nights where each guy gets a handful of points and that just dominates. But I don't know, Kane just he hasn't really been looking he's, like the stunner he's usually is. Yeah, I, it's tough right now. I mean, nobody's really producing that consistently, and that's why, you know, when a guy like Kane isn't producing for three games, we make it such a big deal. Mm-hmm. But we saw Debrinket and Strom uh, connect for a nice power play goal off that rush. The play was really made by Corey Crawford, but Debrinket made a nice little touch pass to Strom. Uh, his old roommate from juniors and Stromer finished that strong backhand past Smith. I'll take the power play nice. goal. Yeah, it was a nice backhander. Uh, I'll take the power play goal considering power play's dead last in the league. We right. need all the help we can get, but it's concerning that the Hawks can't set up and drop a play with success right now. We really need to see just someone put the puck on that, someone go hard, Strom, Anisimov, Taze, whoever, Saad, whoever it may be. Someone go to the front of the net, get a screen, get a rebound goal. Get this power play going. I just don't get. Last 12 during that I just stand. don't get why they haven't tried anything else. I mean, they've just tried the same. It's obviously not working. Kane at the half wall, and the push and back entry. Yeah. Every time. It's, it's so easy. It's to discouraging. Defend. It's, it's so we're too easy, easy to play against right now. It's mm-hmm. awful. And the Ducks they have the 13th best penalty kill, 80 percent. And they are currently on a four-game winning streak, and they are 16 for 18 on the penalty kill during that four-game winning streak. So it's not going to come easy for the Hawks tonight. So they just got to want it. Uh-huh. That's that's what needs to change right now. The Blackhawks just need to want it. They're getting outworked by everybody, and it's apparent. And they were unable to complete the comeback, dropping their fourth game in a row and six out of seven against Calgary. And with the Blackhawks' record, it's now 9-14-5 and five all of a sudden. Six mm. two and two turns into nine fourteen and five. Still with twenty three points. Feel like we've had twenty three points forever. I know that's crazy. Nine points back of a playoff spot. The Blackhawks have nineteen losses, which is the most in the National Hockey League. More than any team in the league. Nineteen losses. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, oh, we I have the most that. losses in the league. Six two and two. Three twelve and three. Teams. Who would have thought? Three twelve and three over our last the- eighteen games. The Canucks are better than us, and they've won one game in the past, like, ten games, too. We're terrible. We're so bad. It's sad. We Gone on the glory days. Yes. Uh, we talked about it last Thursday. If the Hawks didn't bring their A game, heading into that tough two-game road trip, and the home game against Calgary, they're going to find themselves in a very tough spot. They're in the doghouse, and that's exactly where we're at right now. The Hawks tied for the, thir- the third fewest points in the entire league. They're not headed in the right direction. They're sloping downhill at a rapid decline, actually. <laughs> we need Hamburglar. <laughs> Three wins in 18 games. How does that happen? Jeremy Colleton is 3-8-2 right now. I like he's... seeing him fired up after the games because, yeah, he's been here long enough. The guys, the guys do need to be playing better that's what it's coming down to ultimately you know the players are right. not not showing the hustle not showing the effort we can sit here and talk about it 
all night what the problems are, but if they don't want it, they're not going to win. And that's yeah. what Colleton's preaching right now. He, they're 1-5-1 one, and one under him on the road right now. And with the next two games on the road, <laughs> it's, it's they, go time right here. You know? They just look like they don't care. They I look mean, like they really don't care, and it's sad to see because I don't want to be talking like this the rest of the season. You know, we're saying the same things over and over mm-hmm. again. It's not fun to talk about. It's not fun hockey, fun hockey to watch, and I'm sure it's not fun hockey to play. And they got to turn around right now because it's going to get real ugly, and people are going to lose their jobs with the Blackhawks. Ultimately, it's gonna mm. it's gonna start to get real, real ugly now. The production isn't there. Yep, good old Bowman. Yeah, I still do have faith in the Strom and Perlini trade. I do it's just hard that. to watch Nick Schmaltz in four games. He's got five points, two power play goals, and they're four and zero. Aiden Hill too. That that goalie is just on a tear over there. It's frustrating. I mean, I'm still not going to judge. Obviously, the trade off, the recent success of Nick Schmaltz. Still, in Strom has been good. He's got three points in his first couple games with the Hawks. So. Um, I still do see potential in that trade. It's just it's so hard to see with the Hawks playing terribly. All of a sudden, the Coyotes get Nick Schmaltz and Bam. They're four and zero. Power play's looking good. All of a sudden, right. our power play's still looking terrible. And it and the thing is, Schmaltz is playing uh, where Patrick Kane has been playing on um, our power play. Schmaltz has been playing on the right side, and he's got two wrist shots that have. Uh, led to power play goals and we didn't really give him a chance there all too much. We didn't put Patrick Kane anywhere else besides uh, the right. right half wall. Yep. So just the, just seems like the Blackhawks inability to adapt to changes or even make changes really is killing them right now. And they got to make the changes right now. It's got to come tonight on the road against mm-hmm. the Ducks. If it doesn't happen tonight. Then, I mean, this, and this is a team to do it against. I mean, the Ducks are beatable at home. They're seven, three, and five at home. They've unfortunately come out with just one point in some games that have gone to overtime or a shootout. But uh, we've seen they've been they've been beatable at home. This is this is a night where you can get some momentum going. The Knights, on the other hand, they're eight, three, and one at home. So, looking at the Ducks tonight, they've been tough to beat in regulation, but they've allowed teams to come in there and walk away with two points. And the Ducks, they're only 14, 10 and five, 33 points. But they they've won four in a row. So the Blackhawks, they're oh, throwing, they're on a streak. Yeah, they're thrown right back they're under up. the fire. They go right back on the road where they've struggled against a hot team that's been good in their own building, but beatable. But the Blackhawks need to bring it tonight. The Ducks have only scored seventy-seven goals on the season, and they have a, a minus thirteen goal differential. So I think ultimately them going uh, into overtime a lot has given them uh, a good standing position that they're in right now. But they've been beatable, and they. The Hawks need to take it to them tonight. Yeah. We got to get that first goal. That's key. Yeah, that, that is, is absolutely that is the key. biggest key. We really have not done that. Uh, it's been seven games in a row, but it's just, it seems like it's every game. It's so frustrating to dig yourself a hole night in, night out. I couldn't imagine playing. You got to have the sense of urgency tonight. Mm-hmm. Corey Crawford's in that. I think the keys are you just, you just got to, you know he's going to make the saves he's supposed to. You know Craig right. Crawford's going to go in there and play the game he's supposed to. If you're going to play poorly defensively and allow two-on-ones or wide-open back doors or wide-open shots from the slot, it's going to be ugly, whoever you throw in there. You can throw fucking Marty Brodeur in there. It's going to be ugly. Right. But you got to ride the hot goaltender. you got to play a good special teams game. you got to get the first goal and play a 200-foot game for 60 minutes. Just play – just help your goalie out. I, there hasn't been a single game this season where the Blackhawks have been sound defensively, where it hasn't yeah. been tough on their goaltender. Right. They just got to play tight. Every night they make it tough on their goaltender. And defensively, it's got to change. I'm sick of seeing the slot wide open and guys are just burying them. It's got to change. And that's why Eric Gustafson – was a healthy scratch last game. He's got to play tougher in front of his own net. I would have to guess he's going to be back in the lineup tonight. It will be interesting to see how he responds to that healthy scratch. Uh, we'll probably see uh, – I'm going to guess we're going to see Manning out of the lineup actually tonight. Manning only played 12 minutes versus the Flames on Sunday. Ruta played near 17. 
So I'm going to guess Manning is going to be scratch night, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Ruta. But some someone's got to have some sense of urgency for this team. It's got to change. Got to get the bottom six rolling. Got to get the top guys going. Got to play solid defensively. It's all got to come together here tonight. And if it doesn't, who knows when it's going to happen. Yep. They're what about already... Davidson? What was the last time he played? He's hurt. He's hurt. Is he? Oh, yeah. like... He's out six to eight weeks. Without... He had surgery. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So he's not coming back. That one. He's not coming back anytime soon. Uh, Connor Murphy should be. He's making the road trip, but he's not going to play. I think he's just going to be practicing with the boys. But he'll be Connor back Murphy. Here. It'd be like 28 minutes a game guy. Yeah, no, he's going to have to be playing <laughs> some 28 minutes a game. He leads the NHL in ice time for a game. I think Dowdy's got, Dowdy's got the most in the league right now, like 26 or 27. Surprising. Connor Murphy, There's, yeah, Connor Murphy comes couple. back in. He's playing 28, 30 minutes a night. Well, sorry, Murphy. someone to clear the freaking net. Yeah, Murphy's got some size to him, so hopefully <laughs> he'll play, He'll show it. I mean, we do have some guys with size. Seabrook still has size to his game, but, I mean, if you don't, if you don't have heart, it doesn't matter how big you are, you know? It's just, like block, right. it's just like blocking shots. You can be as big as you want, but if you don't have the heart to block shots, you know, a guy like Nicholas Jalmerson can be <laughs> – Blocking double the shots you're blocking because he wants it more than you do. Oh, I miss him. Yeah, miss him. And uh, I don't know if you listened to the Spitting Chicklets the other day, but Stan Bowman was on Spitting Chicklets. Was he? Yes, he was. And they, they asked him about the Nicholas Jalmerson trade. They asked him about the Panarin trade. And it was a pretty typical response you'd, you know, you'd expect from Stan Bowman. Obviously, he's not going to come out and – Make some barn burning news, being like, "Yeah, me, <laughs> me and Quenville, right. me and Quenville hated each other. He hated me for trading Jalmerson, but it was just more of, you know, Murphy. We have him for the same price for four years longer, and I, it, it, it was a tough decision because you obviously you want to win now as a head coach. Obviously, you want to win just the next game, but as a GM, it is your job to look down the line and." Mm-hmm. Murphy Murphy could have some solid, you know, top pairing potential here in two years. Really. Yeah, he's still he's, young. He's still young. It's another trade that it's frustrating to you right now, but in two years it may be not as frustrating. All right. So it's just frustrating that we have to have look at these trades in such a losing time for the Hawks right now. It's, it's annoying. So they're going to have to bring it tonight. They're already a leg behind in the standings. It could get e- it could get even uglier if they don't get down to business in these next two road games here tonight and tomorrow night. Something has to change right now in Anaheim. We've said it over and over again. They've not run a road game in regulation since the middle of October. Blackhawks need to score first. Get the first goal on the road. Get some damn confidence. <laughs> Allowing the home team to score first, it's killed the Hawks' momentum every night. And usually the goals have come in the first five minutes, and then they've just piled on from then. So come out with some damn passion and energy. Show the Hawks fans around the world that you actually still give a damn. And please, just get some momentum. we mm-hmm. got to turn it around tonight. Three of 18 is not acceptable. Got to get on a winning streak here. It's ugly. And we've we've seen that even though there were defensive flaws in this team early in the season. Hell, through those first 10 games, we saw it. We were like, man, this team is really bad defensively. We saw it, but we were still winning games. So, And that was even without Corey Crawford in some of those games. Right. So, you know this team's capable of winning. It just right now it looks like – I hate saying it, but it just looks like it's a lack of effort and passion and drive to get to the dirty areas and do the little things that make you win. Win the 50-50 pucks. Win the battles in front of the net. I honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't win the battles in front of the net. We allow teams to get to the front of the net and put home rebounds way too easily. It happens every night. It's just no heart. Absolutely no heart. Um, Hawks, really, they don't look like they're playing with any speed off the rush. They've been terrible defensively. They haven't created much off the rush offensively besides Corey Crawford making that great stretch pass. But they need to play a strong man-to-man game, play a three-zone game, quit puck watching. I'm sick of seeing a man be left open in the slot because of poor defensive coverage. That shit's got to stop right now. Yeah. That's, Hawks, that's they need cool. to start back-checking with a purpose. And that starts with guys like Taze and Saad. They've not done a good enough job. And third key, you got to play well in front of your goaltender. you got to play mm-hmm. well in front of your goaltender. There hasn't been an easy game for Warder Crawford all night. Just play as one unit. 
for once. We mm. have not seen it this season. Oh, we, but hopefully tonight's 20, the night. Yeah. games. Hopefully tonight's the night, and the next time we talk, we'll be heading the right direction, but odds are it'll probably be all two goals in the first seven minutes. And... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's gonna, I wouldn't... Who's, who's going to take the major penalty? <laughs> who's getting the misconduct tonight, baby? Yeah. What was um, that? We have more. We have the same misconducts we've had this year since like 2010. Yeah, we have four like game misconducts this season. From like 2010 to 2017. Incredible. That's crazy. Four game misconducts. You, I mean, you take a game misconduct, you're pretty much throwing the hat in right there. I mean, five minutes of power play time is tough, especially for momentum. You know, you could rack up two power play goals right there, and that's huge in a game. Mm-hmm. That we saw it Sunday against Calgary. Blackhawks, they need to play discipline. Cannot be taking timely penalties or untimely penalties, I should say. Uh, in that game against Calgary on Sunday, we saw uh, Gustav Forsling take another delay game penalty, a second in four games, and then Ruda took a bad penalty. You can't be playing comeback on the penalty kill, so we oh. got to stay disciplined. We just got to play a complete game. I, I miss I miss a full 60 minutes. I miss seeing that so badly. Yep, we haven't seen that in quite a while. Yeah, so hopefully tonight – and hopefully tomorrow night as well uh, is where the losing stops. Hawks need to get a couple of big victories on the road. Jeremy Colleton is 1-5-1 and in his road coaching career so far. So that needs to change tonight. Uh, I think we've pretty much hit everything with the hammer that we want to talk about. Obviously, Blackhawks need to play a different style of hockey tonight and tomorrow night and come out with some points. They're stuck on 23 and hopefully when we talk before Sunday's game against the Canadians, it will come with a little bit of positive energy. We're riding a little bit of a downer right now. It's sad to talk about. Right. <laughs> so, hopefully we have some positive things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, this, was a real depressor of, this was a real depressor of a podcast. I'm not going to lie. I don't think there's anything positive. <laughs> I think we talked about <laughs> Nisimov. Nisimov's been playing well. Yeah, it's uh, been it. making good saves. Sad's been playing better. Tay's offense is good. That's about four positive things I think we talked about. So <laughs> Just rename the podcast. What's wrong with the Hawks? <laughs> Hawks need some big victories on the West Coast. And uh, unfortunately, we'll have to just wait and see what happens. So I think that's about uh, going to wrap us up here for another episode of Talking Hockey. Make sure to follow Talking Hockey's Twitter account for all recent Blackhawks news and live tweeting of every Blackhawks game. No matter uh, whether we're down 8-3 to three or hopefully we'll be getting some wins tonight. Hopefully I'm not angry tweeting tonight and I'll actually have fun watching the games tonight and tomorrow. Hawks need some big victories on the West Coast. Yes, we do. So, yeah, that's about, um, about all we have for this episode. Thank you again for everyone listening. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow at Talk Hockey on Twitter. For all Blackhawks coverage, money bags. thank you for joining me once again. Absolutely. It was some fun. Uh, hopefully we have some good news that follows tonight. From Jack Bushman to Eric Hurt signing out. Go Hawks. Make our defense great again. Peace. <laughs>